0: Welcome to the Down to Business Podcast with Alex
1: Kirby, where entrepreneurs and small businesses cut to stretch themselves and grow their company. From interviews to in-depth discussions, you'll learn how to market effectively, increase profits, and become the leader your company needs you to be. Now, let's get down to business hey guys what's up it's alex down in business podcast thank you so much for listening or watching this episode today we have a special and i mean special treat for you mr eric hill owner of Fayark arc lawn co 20 year old millionaire has very little debt incredible story you're going to enjoy this episode join us today make sure you leave a comment anything you've got on in mind when you're watching this we want to hear from you thanks so much for watching eric for people who don't know who you are um you are one of the more intriguing people I've ever met in my life. I'm going to say a couple of things. You're 20 years old, right? Yep. You own a house. Yes. You're married and have a child on the way. Yep. I mean, I could. this list goes on and on. You have a lawn and landscape business that did $800,000 in revenue at the age of 19. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be a millionaire by the time you're 21. Does that sound right? Yes. Okay. There's nothing. Hey, there's nothing to be weird about with that. That is absolutely incredible. Um, we're talking net worth, reven- uh, millionaire. By the way, you don't have a million bucks in your bank account, but
0: no, your net,
1: your business is worth at least four or five hundred thousand dollars plus your other assets should put you around a million bucks. Um, <laughs> Eric, how did we get here? Tell me. Tell tell the audience your story. I mean, you know, I, you and I connected a couple years ago through some, you know, just business. Conversations, coaching, whatever—you uh, were asking me a few questions on how to scale, if I remember correctly, and how to hire people. If that wasn't that our first conversation was like, how do you find adequate people?
0: Yeah, because I, I used you for business coaching yeah. and like the, like normal stuff I had under control.
1: Yeah, but
0: growing a team is the biggest challenge I think. And
1: I agree. Sales is not it, it, well; it can be for some people, but I don't think sales is as hard as people think. I definitely think it's the three to four crew number is the mm-hmm. pain point. I don't think crew second crew's that hard, third crew's not that hard, but when you get when you start pushing that fourth truck out every day, I don't know, four four or five, depending on what kind of work you're doing, I think is the pain point. And you're at how many now? How many crews? There it is. That's why we're on here today. Um, so Eric, tell us how we got here. Tell me when you started doing lawn and landscape work. This is not a green industry podcast, but this is a podcast where we talk about services and trades and you have one of the more amazing stories. I think it's going to help a lot of people see the possibilities in their business. So when did you start your business? Um, when did you see that it could be what it is today somewhat and just kind of tell people a little bit, a little bit about yourself.
0: Um, So I started it my junior year in high school, just mowing some rentals for my father-in-law and just, just trying to get some side cash because I didn't have time to get an actual like fast food job or retail. And I didn't want to do that anyways. Sure. I grew up on a farm, was helping with cutting hay in the summer and whatnot. So I had to be flexible and do it on my own schedule and... I mean, I had seven to 10 yards that first summer. Um, my senior year, I decided to just keep going with it just because it, it was good income at the time. Um, still in high school, so I didn't have a lot of time because I was playing sports and sure. everything. After, so it started my senior year, I had like 20 and just, I dropped out of one of my classes to keep up with all my yards.
1: <laughs> high school dropout to mow grass. I love it. Yeah.
0: It was a college class. And at that time I knew I wasn't going to college. Right. So I just bare minimum to get done with school and just work. And originally had planned to go work for my dad in his electric business. But since it had grown to 55, 60 yards um, by the end of that summer, I decided to take this on full time. Um, This is
1: 2020 or 2019?
0: That was 2019. Okay. And so, spring of 2020, basically got up to 100 yards Crazy. that year. Started doing more landscape-type work. Took Hired my first full-time guy and had two full-time guys by the end of
1: mm. 2020. How did, help me understand how you went from 50 to 100. Was that you're really good at marketing, like organic marketing, guerrilla marketing, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, how did you do that?
0: So I, from day one, I think I had to Google my business and I wanted to grow that because I'd always wanted to see like long hair Fayetteville, Arkansas. I wanted to see my company at the top, top page. Right. I was very intentional with that. And then my social media, I was always posting our work. um, And then we did a bunch of door hangers the first two years. Door hangers.
1: Love the DH.
0: Yeah. Door hangers.
1: Things are the best return imaginable. Are they not?
0: Yeah. I mean, we, I put out, there's three neighborhoods that we did consistently for Mm -hmm. two or three times. And we have,
1: 15 plus yards in each. That's crazy. Cool. I think I've told you the story, Eric, and for our listeners who don't know, when we were scaling around that 800 number, I think we put out 10 to 15,000 door hangers and the return was stupid. I think we got 120, 150 calls um, mm -hmm. off the door hangers and probably retained 70, you know, something like that. But okay. So door hangers was the secret sauce and that got you to, you know, that hundred, you know, client mark, which, When you get to that hundred client mark on recurring revenue, like lawn maintenance is that probably gave you the confidence of like, Hey, I've really got a shot here. Like going from, this is a pretty nice side hustle where I'm making income that I never dreamed to wait a second. I've got the, I've got the makings of a real business. Like my son can run the business, right? That, that number probably was around when you started believing that this was a real deal thing, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, spring of 2020 mm-hmm. when it seemed like our March was just booked up with flower bed work yeah. and like we were still slammed even before mowing started. Right. I realized that like it could continue to grow very quickly. Um, and I mean, in 2020, it was me and two guys. we were just mowing Monday through Thursday and then doing landscape stuff on Friday and Saturday if we needed. Yeah. So we, We didn't do a ton of landscaping, but by the time we got to 2021, I'd say midway through the year is when I decided that I wanted to continue to go a lot deeper into the landscape. The big project
1: stuff. Yeah. Yes. So, so this is, this is why we have the podcast to help me and be vulnerable here for a moment at at night when you were, because I know what it looks like there that, that jump point, right. Where you're like, you're in your room and you're like, okay, I'm doing this much revenue a month. And there's a, there's a point where you come face to face with yourself where you go, do I want to risk it? You know, put money into it, hire people, or do I want to kind of stay where I'm at? And I think a lot of people in the lawn and landscape industry in general, mm-hmm. this is where they get stuck because they're, they're making money. They're doing, they're doing pretty well. And they're so nervous for it to go away. Mm -hmm. How did, what did that conversation look like with yourself to, cause I I know you have a little bit of debt, but you have very little debt. Isn't that right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, so, I mean, I took out every single, sorry,
1: I'm asking that to to say, you've put a lot of money into this. Like cash.
0: Not really. How's that? So, I bought my first truck at 15. Um, I bought that off of basically uh, cattle that I've raised and sold.
1: <laughs> Did you say cow? Yep. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. That's the best raised- <laughs> story ever. Hey, how'd you yeah. get your lawn care company started, Chris? You know, I raised old Bessie, yeah. sold her off, and bought a old Ford truck. That is so yeah. funny. So, that is, I mean, that's I'm an not- Arkansas guy for me.
0: Oh, yeah. So, I mean, well, I've only put, I think maybe $5,000 of my own money into
1: it. I don't Wait, wait, wait. That's not, there's no way. You're not reinvesting profits from the company back into the business?
0: Yeah, but I only I started with 5,000. No, like I know, 5, but
1: you're 000. saying your initial investment was only 5,000, but what I, what I was trying to explain is you're putting money that you could be using for a boat or for an RV. In, mm-hmm. in deciding instead of buying stuff for yourself, you're putting it back into your company is what I'm trying to get at. Right.
0: Yeah. I didn't, re- I didn't start paying myself I paid myself bare minimum until right. last July.
1: That Right. So that's why I was asking that question. How did, what made you, whether at nighttime with your fiance, now wife, what was that crux conversation or point where you went, you know what? I'm going to not, I'm going to take, make sacrifices financially today so that I can, do things that change my life tomorrow. What what was that conversation or prayer like? Cause this is where a lot of guys struggle. They, this is like the crossroads.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's, if you, I, I believe it'd be a long-term company. And I mean, I've seen my dad, he's had Love his it. electric for 25 years. Mm-hmm. So I've like, he, he took out the bare minimum when he first started to get it up and running. And I've, I, I don't want to take money out for a short term, just fun money than investing in equipment, investing in people to grow this company to where five, 10 years down the road, I can take it out then once the company is stable and enjoy it with my family versus just buying, just going out on the weekend or whatever.
1: Exactly guys, if you haven't checked out Nice Job, they are today's show sponsor and a big supporter of me and my companies. If you guys don't know about Nice Job, Nice Job is a reputation marketing software designed to help you build your reputation and grow your business. With Nice Job's reputation marketing software, you'll get two to three times more reviews and be on your way to becoming the top rated business in your area. If you want to save $50 off your first month, go to our show notes. And I'm telling you guys, you want to give Nice Job a try. We have gained over 40 new reviews in the last year because of using NiceJob. So, again, getnicejob.com. I mean, like, I kind of want to camp here for a couple minutes because for a lot of people listening, we have, you know, four, five, six hundred people listening on average per episode, so... I I would believe the majority of people who are struggling in their business, this is where they're not being honest with themselves. Would you agree, Eric, with the people you talk to is they're like, man, why can't I grow? Or why can't I get better equipped? And it's because they're not willing. They're able, but they're not willing to do exactly what you just said, which is short term versus investing in your company. Um, Uh They want a nicer truck today. They want a nicer vacation today. I'm not saying you shouldn't have those things, by the way. This is where, like, the message always gets turned that it's, well, well I mean, I don't want to work for five years and not go on vacation. Not saying that at all, right? Um, I, can say, I can say, for an example, my family, my, my, um, my wife, and we have two kids, and then we have another baby on the way. We go on lots of small, like, three- or four-day trips. I think we go on one probably every other month, but it's pretty inexpensive. Like, we decide... Right now, we don't want to go spend a uh, three thousand dollars on vacation. We go on like a weekend trip, right? Because mm. I'm trying to scale this business, so I don't. I'd rather not spend nine thousand dollars in vacations a year. I'd rather spend twenty five hundred. So that's yep. I love. I just love hearing you say that because when people hear me say it, it's one thing. When people hear a twenty year old say it, it's another. So, okay, Eric, that's amazing. So tell me where you're at today, like so you've scaled this now you're, you're growing it. Tell people kind of where you're at today and what your business looks like. Cause it's incredible.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we've got around 200, 225 uh, maintenance accounts, commercial and residential, um, got doing a lot of landscaping. I've got about, I've got 10 guys right now. And so that's between four crews. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 10 man. That's so crazy. Um, Where do you guys Work out of Like Do you have like Some property Do you rent somewhere What's that look like
0: So My family farm um, We run everything Out of there So um, I mean My dad Ran all his stuff Out of there Until he bought A shop last year So He moved out of there And I was just I was in a couple Storage containers In the back um, Just kind of Crammed in Making it work And once he moved out It opened it up Quite a bit
1: Sweet so, how far I'm is that waiting. from your, like, uh, your radius of work? Is it pretty close?
0: Yeah, it is. Okay. So, I mean, like, it's 15 minutes from one town, seven minutes uh-huh.
1: to another. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So, your house that you bought and you're living in, how far is it from the shop?
0: Seven minutes.
1: Man, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I ask those questions again because, as we know, especially with gas prices, um. Yeah. I'm I'm not a big route density guy. Like that's been like yeah. a hot word for like two to three years. Everybody, I don't know if you're on Lawn Life. I'm in the group Lawn Life on Facebook mm-hmm. and gosh, every day someone's posting about route density and I understand what they're saying. You do need as many yards and neighborhoods as possible, but like they literally act like another four minutes down the road is a sin, right? So mm-hmm. I'm not big yeah. on like overreacting to that, but it is, that's really, really good. Um, my house is 11 minutes from our shop. So I'm in the same boat, but okay. So you have 10 employees. You have four crews. Tell us, tell us kind of what a day to day looks like for you. So, so for somebody listening right now, like I said, most people that listen are business owners, but some that listen, I had a girl come up to me this weekend, actually, who works like a normal job. I knew her from high school. She goes, Hey, I don't know if you know, but I listen to the down in business podcast all the time in my office. I think it's so interesting hearing business owners talk about what it looks like on a day to day. So, for you Betsy Darnell who's listening hopefully to this episode, Eric at 20 years old, what does a day to day look like for a 20 year old who owns a million dollar landscaping business? What does that look like? Tell me what your day starts with, goes through and ends with in a couple minutes.
0: So, I mean, I get up at 4:45, me and my best friend go you know, run every morning. Um after that, I come make sure all the schedules are good for the day. Um Just kind of get last minute things lined out, get to the shop at 630, 645, um, talking to the crew. Um, Mainly the crew leaders will get there a little bit early. We have every morning early just to go over stuff each week where we're just communicating well.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, And then once all the crews are sent out, if I need to take some material somewhere or just go to any job to walk through something with them, I'll do that in the morning then uh, after that, I normally either come back to the work in the office, um, or doing sales and estimates. And that's the majority of my day. But if I have to go, I'm not really in the day, in the field, in the field. Much. um, if I am, it's normally an issue. Um, something's gone wrong. So it's a good thing if I'm not in the field and you, I'm just, managerial. do you have a
1: quality control manager or anything like that yet? Or is that your next, next move?
0: That's the next, yep, next guy. Sweet. I, I mean, I've, I've got a guy um, that I, I know he can do it. It's just probably going to ride it out this mm-hmm. uh, 22 and mm-hmm. then 2023, you get him in there full time to be sense. an operator manager. Love it. I mean, some jobs, I'm, I spend two to three hours just getting materials, plants, et cetera, to a job. Right. And takes up a lot of my day, and it can be spent a lot better doing sales or office work or whatnot.
1: Let's camp on this. Great point. Um, A lot of people are afraid to hire that person because of the salary, right? It's a, it's a large number, larger than they, let's say larger than they're used to paying someone, right? Mm -hmm. You you said an interesting point that I would love for every person listening to the show to kind of hone in on. You said that, When it takes a majority of my time running materials, it soaks up your time to do the things you're good at that creates revenue, right? Mm -hmm. And so if we do the math here real quick, if you're doing two to three hours of that per day, four days a week, right? Eight to 10 Mm -hmm. hours, your time is much, that's one day a week that you're running materials around where you as the main salesperson could be generating five, six, seven more quotes and leads during those eight hours, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think people understand that sometimes. Right. They think, well, I can do it. It's no big deal. I'd rather not pay. I hear this all the time. Chris, we've heard this a million times. I'd rather not pay somebody to do that. I'll just do it. Right.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I, I had that thinking at first, like, well, I can do this. And I was doing everything like 2020. I was doing everything. 2021. I was doing mostly everything like i started to delegate just some small stuff, even yeah. if it's just carpeting blades, watering plants we have or whatever. And just, I'm still learning to delegate. Um, it's just an ongoing thing, but the quicker you can learn to trust other people with those tasks that say it's a $10 an hour task, but you need to be doing the hundred dollar an hour task, um, selling, creating more revenue versus just,
1: small yes.
0: checklist.
1: Yep. I love that, Eric. So, okay. Amazing. So tell me kind of like, what are some of your, let's get to some of the me- the messy, the difficult parts and just be honest, as honest and transparent as you can. Cause one of the best things about this show is people love hearing it from an owner or for someone high up in a business. What's Ooh. been a huge pain point or, uh, dare I say even depressing, like, weighing heavy on your shoulders thing the last 90 days?
0: Um, I mean, the biggest thing is I'd say employee, just employee issues is probably number one, but number two is just like, there's, you only have so much time in a day and you want to spend it with your wife or kids um, or with our families, or we just have a lot going on right now Mm -hmm. with the baby. And it's just, Time management, it's just tough because, I mean, I don't get everything done by around five that I'd want to. Yeah. So, I mean, I got to do what I got to do to keep it. uh, And, I mean, it's just the short term versus long term return. Again, I'm going to do what it takes right now. Where in five years. I don't have to do that.
1: That's something, that's that's a great point. I appreciate you saying that because it feels like the list never ends, right? It's like the things that didn't get done today get added to tomorrow, and the next thing you know, it's set Friday, and you're like, gosh, I still have 20 things that I felt like I had to do by the end of this week. How, yeah. Um, I don't know, I'll, I'll tell you how I combat it versus how, I'd love to hear your answer. I do a thing sometimes, and I haven't had to do it as much lately because our team is getting better and better, but, I used to, I used to like months ago, I would work most nights from 10 PM to 12 PM, um, catching up on those things that didn't get done during the day. Do you have a thing, a tactic, a strategy or anything you're doing? Are you just working like crazy man right now?
0: So, I mean, if I don't get it done around five, um, and I normally try and push all the stuff that I can do without any customer communication or anything. I try and push it off towards night, unless I know I have that time in the day to get it done. Yeah. So, I mean, basically once we're about to um, just settle down for the night after we dinner around eight or so, I'll come in here, get it all knocked out. It Normally doesn't drag on too long, but I mean, it's 30 minutes or so just to try and get, caught up on all the checklist items that seem never ending
1: that makes sense i encourage you to try to do the thing i do which is wait till she goes to bed i encourage yeah. you i've especially with kids and and i've got a third one coming is like i've real. my wife goes to bed pretty early like 9 thirty, ten 10 at the latest the most the best times i have is when i'm most intentional with her and so i'm not you know looking at jobber on my phone shout yeah. out shout out do you use jobber as well use element I use jobber. Oh yeah. Jobber boys. I don't even know that. I love jobber. Um, jobber is one of our show sponsors. They're, they're fantastic. And, um, Jobber's so easy. The app on your phone's so easy, right? It's so easy to like check your phone real quick because the app's so good. And just oh, next yeah. thing you know, you're in the app for 10 minutes, but, um, so, so that, yeah, people's definitely, you know, it's funny. I was telling this, uh, who was I telling yesterday? I think I was telling our manager, Paul, who was not with us. Um, last year he's new this year he's awesome i was telling him how covid in 2020 didn't affect our business at all Mm -hmm. 2021 it did some more like inconvenience but nothing crazy and then all of a sudden in 2022 it's literally been everything i thought in 2020 when it got announced that covid was here i mean we can't get big units we can't get parts uh there's (laughs) there's shortages on everything right employees um difficult to i've had nine people stand me up for interviews in the last three weeks um after like an initial phone interview so it's just a really strange world right now um Mm -hmm. what do you tell you know a young entrepreneur eric about about pushing through i know you're a man of faith like i am and so i'm sure that some of that has to do with your faith in christ and being able to remember at the end of the day that it doesn't really matter um our businesses are but dust right Mm -hmm. But what's kind of your thing that sent you center yourself back on after all these difficult challenges?
0: Um, I mean, I just pray about it because I mean, it's not in my control. What happens? I mean, all the stuff in the economy and everything going on right now, there's nothing that I can do about it. So I want to do what I can control. And that's, um, I mean, be frugal, um, just save. Don't basically just don't go out and blow a bunch of money.
1: I love that. Like I'm
0: basically just be frugal, do what it takes. Cause we know hard times are about to hit. And if you can do that now, and then when good times do come back, you'll, uh, succeed and grow very rapidly.
1: Yeah. That's uh, let's wrap up with that point. I mean, Eric, you've said three things that have just been amazing. Um, you said save and be frugal now. So that when do good times come, can, dare I say, and tell me if I'm right here, um, you can be proactive even more because you're in a good position. You're in a, I like to call it the power position, right? Is that how you mm-hmm. feel kind of is like, if you can weather the storm, then you come out on the other side and you actually can be more, you can grow faster because you got through it, so to speak.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and if someone is in a tight spot right now, you just need to get to where you're not going to be scared and afraid during this uh, recession. That's upcoming. It's definitely. Yep. Yeah. You just need to be prepared and not scared is the biggest thing.
1: I love that. I love that. Prepared, not scared. Eric, this, um, I could talk to you for two hours about this stuff, but we're getting up on our time here. Um, Eric, tell people where they can find you on social media. I know we work with you here at Pure Marketing as well. Um, <laughs> with We did your website. We've been doing some of your social media stuff, which seems to be doing great, working really outstanding. Um, yep. Tell people where they can find you so they can follow. I mean, your story... One of the best, I think, in the country. I'm not just saying that. I literally um, am very inspired by you, and I think you're going to help a ton of people who listen to this episode today. Where can they find you on social media um, or email you if they want to connect and ask you some questions?
0: Um, The best place would be Instagram, and it's feyarkwonco, and then my email is Fayarklonco at gmail.com, and I mean, I'm on Facebook
1: and TikTok too, but Instagram would be the best place. I love Instagram for messaging. Awesome, Eric Hill. Well, thank you so much, guy. And uh, we love you, brother. Appreciate you being on the show today. Guys, make sure you leave us a five-star review. If you are a listener, make sure you check out Eric's social media handles. He's got some amazing um, things going on in his life. He's got a baby coming, just got married, um, and his business is absolutely incredible. You're listening to this episode of the Down to Business podcast. Alex Kirby, Eric Hill, a 20-year-old entrepreneur, soon to be a millionaire here soon and uh, just an outstanding guy who loves the Lord. So Eric, again, thanks guys. See y'all next time.